Hey, this is Michael Tanner with CredibleLeaders.com. And if you really want to learn how to level up your life, you should be listening to the Time to Shine Today podcast with my friend, Scott Ferguson. Time to Shine Today Varsity Squad. It is Scott Ferguson, and welcome to episode 109. It's funny, it'll be back-to-back episodes between 108 and 109. I have another Marine, uh, Michael Tanner from CredibleLeaders.com. Uh, just a fantastic man, a true gentleman, someone who leads uh, the way he would want to be led. He talks about some of his stumbles, some things that's humbled him, and he reminds himself every time he goes in to help teams level up that the team is more important than me. So sit back, relax. He's going to drop serious knowledge nuggets on you. Make sure you have your notebook out because here comes my good friend, Michael Tanner from Credible Leaders. Hey, 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 it's time to shine today, podcast squad. This is Scott Ferguson, and I got my guy, Michael Tanner from Credible Leaders. Uh, so even before you listen to the rest of this interview, go to fourenemies.com or Credible Leaders slash four enemies. Anyways, I'll put that in the show notes. Go there and take the quiz. It's 20 questions. If you're a company that's really looking to level up, maybe the team players aren't doing their job, Michael is the guy. So I've been waiting probably a month to be able to get Michael on, and he's graciously is going to give us his time. You know, he's a leadership veteran, more than 27 years of highly engaged and practical experience through successful leadership positions of increasing scope, ranging from the U.S. Marine Corps Infantry, hoorah, to C-suite executive. Michael is a constantly evolving his knowledge and experience as leadership practitioner. Michael earned a bachelor's degree in computer science and a master's degree in leadership. So he's a smarty. All right, cool. He prides himself on leveraging his unique combination of education, skills, and experience to harness the greatness within his clients and unleash possibilities with their leadership potential. And so, Michael, welcome to Time to Shine today. Please come on and introduce yourself to the squad. But first, what's your favorite color and why? Oh, man, Scott, thanks so much for having me. And color, what is my favorite color? You know, I would say that my favorite color is green. Okay. Uh, And that's because uh, in my world, I'm uh, in uh, software development, uh, engineering, and we tend to track projects by uh, red light colors, red, yellow, or green. And therefore, my favorite status for any kind of project is green. So green would be my favorite color. It's all about go and then growth, right? You have all of that together. Nobody wants red or yellow. Exactly. They're always slowing you down. (laughs) Love that. Love that. So, Michael, tell us a little bit origin story about Credible Leaders and how you, because we we know that, uh, that you're fantastic what you do. You help build team frameworks. But give us the origin of that. Yeah, sure. So thanks for giving me the opportunity, Scott. And, and, and first of all, you know, reading the bio there and you talk about the Marine Corps, I know you are a Navy guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm proud to be a Department of the Navy. Uh, a lot of people don't know that, but the Marines are a Department of the Navy. I'm not going to finish that joke. You've probably heard You're it the many, men's ta- department, many times. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. But man, I, I really appreciate your service and, and all that the, uh, that the Navy do. Uh, it's it's incredible. So thank you for that. But but yeah, my leadership experience started back in 1993 uh, in the United States Marine Corps. That's the first position that I call a professional leadership position, where I actually got paid to serve in some type of leadership capacity. 
Uh, and ever since then, I've been in leadership capacities. I, I left the Marine Corps, um, got a computer science degree, got into the corporate world as a, as a software developer and, and immediately got into leadership there and, and grew through the ranks of corporate leadership as well to the point of being uh, within the C-suite now. And what, what started for me is I started watching the passion shift in my, in my own self from, for instance, in my software development, I just wanted to solve a bigger problem for the company. Sure. And I, eventually I got to the point where those problems were so large, I needed a team. And then the company gave me a team and I started leading a team to solve those big problems. But that's when, for me personally, my um, energy shifted and my motivation shifted to, I just love watching those people. I love watching that team solve those big problems. Instead of me solving the big problem now, I like watching those teams solve the big problem. And so that's why leadership became a huge emphasis for me. And I went in and got a, a master's degree in leadership uh, there as well. And so what we've built out here at CredibleLeaders.com is just the, the coaching, the support, the equipping necessary for, for those that want to lead. And more specifically right now, those that want to build good, highly effective teams, right? It's all about teamwork. I, I believe teamwork is your only real competitive advantage against the competitors, whatever industry you're in. Your teamwork is the only real competitive advantage. So we're really about building teams these days. Excellent. Yeah. Teamwork makes the dream work, right? That's the big, it, big, it does. John big, Maxwell made that famous yeah. years ago. Yes. Big, big, big cliche. So being in that, what do you think makes a great leader? Oh, there's so many things that makes a great leader. I mean, that is um, such a, a good question. I believe first and foremost, though, a leader has to be humble, right? I believe Ego probably trips up more leaders than you would expect. And oftentimes I believe ego trips up those leaders and they don't even recognize that it's ego that's tripping them up. Maybe it's a, you know, a frustrated or angry reaction to a team member or whatever. And that's driven by ego and, and ego is an emotion that sneaks up on us to the point that we don't even, you know, we just don't recognize that it's sneaking up on us <laughs> yeah. the way it does. So I think as a leader, you got to go in humble right? You got to lead those people with humility and not lead them with this air of title or position, right? You don't lead by saying, Hey, look, I'm the vice president. You're not, let me lead you. No, you lead with a, with an element and an attitude of humility, because I, again, I think ego trips up more leaders than you would think. Love that. So like, you know, I'm a man of faith myself and I'm not mm -hmm. afraid to talk about it, but ego, we always say edging got out. You know, yes. EGO. Yes. So that's what we always kind of say about that. So trust me, I being in South Florida and the squad out there that listens knows that like in real estate business, it's like you're dealing with a lot of those egos. Right. You I, know? I can imagine. So I it's like imagine. and I have to keep mine in check and I don't always do it. But is there a, you know, a secret sauce that you pass on to maybe egotistical leaders to help them kind of get over that? Well, I, I would. I tend to start the same place you do with, with my faith. And, and I would say that that's where my humility is rooted. It's rooted in my faith. It's, it's rooted in the recognition of, I don't even understand how wicked I can be. Uh, and so that makes me humble within myself. And then, and then I take that to my team. I take that to work with me, if you will. 
But, you know, what I, what I coach people, especially as it relates to how do you overcome your ego, I, I teach this. Actions precede feelings or emotions. You know, a lot of times I'll hear people say to me as I'm, I'm working with them and coaching them, well, I, you know, I have some team members. I, I just, I don't know that I like them. I don't know that I have these good feelings about them. And, well, okay. First, start with the actions and then those feelings will follow that. And so the, the key is, especially for ego, find out what are the triggers? What are the actions that you can take that then create the feeling or the emotion? And so if you're trying to feel humble, right? Uh, I do this on a regular basis. When I get out of my vehicle to go into the office, and some people have actually caught me doing this out loud, I will say out loud to myself, the team is more important than me. Love it. And I'll just kind of, and to me, that's a mental trigger, if you will, for me. When I say that, the team is more important than me. That's a mental trigger for me to set myself aside, put my ego in check, and go in to the team and, and work with the team, cooperate with the team, lead the team with humility. So I would say, you know, you just got to figure out what that trigger is. What is that action you can do that then creates that feeling or the emotion of, you know, removing the ego. And for Love. me, it's just reminding myself the team's more important than me. Great reminders right there, Michael. And so if I'm out at a networking event, which we're kind of able to start doing a little bit by little, like the listeners here will be, we might be in, you know, by the time this episode drops, it'll, we might be in stage three or two or three of, of uh, COVID-19 releasing back into society. But if I'm out at a networking event, pressing some flash, meeting some people, and I'm, you know, I'm a big proponent of like listening and someone's talking to me, what kind of, what are they saying that's going to make me think that they're a great prospect, uh, someone to refer to credible leaders? Yeah. So, you know, I would say what I'm looking for, if you will, in terms of my ideal audience is that, that individual or that group of people, especially with a team that just wants better. They're hungry for more. They're hungry for better. You know, I'm a big fan of Pat Lencioni and his book, The Ideal Team Player. And in that book, he talks about uh, people that are humble. The, the ideal team player is humble, hungry, and smart. And smart, he means self-aware. He, he understands how their interactions, you know, play with, with one another. But what I'm looking for, especially early on, is that hungry. Are you hungry? Do you want better for your team? Do you want more for your team? Are you willing to you know, work through change and, and things like that to become better. If you're not happy with the status quo and you're not complacent, then I love hanging out with those types of individuals and coaching them to create the change that they're looking for. Awesome. You help the, those people level up. So you're bringing these people in. You find out that you're, they're the right fit. They're hungry. Underline the hungry. They're humble. They're smart to reach out to you. But you got them. You're starting to work with them. If you don't mind sharing some of your secret sauce at the start that you help them to find their blind spot and, and level up from there. Yeah, certainly. So, you know, first of all, if I'm working with an individual and their, you know, their intention is to increase their leadership, one of the first and foremost things that I want to do is I want to make sure that they're in leadership for the right reasons and they understand leadership from the you know proper perspective. Unfortunately, a lot of people are in leadership because they were just 
promoted to that point. You've heard the cliche, you get promoted to the point that you're, you know, incapable. Um, so maybe they're a, a, a wonderful salesman and they get promoted to a sales manager. They have no idea what to do there. Right. Right. Um, and so I just want to first start with, let's make sure you're, you're, you're in leadership for the right reasons. And it's not about, as we just talked about earlier, it's not about your ego or it's not about attaining a title or a position. Really leadership is about relationship with your people. And so right. that's where I want to start as I start with just the teaching that leadership is about relationship with your people. It's not about title or position sure. or, or compensation or, or any of those other things. Well, that, that's, you know, that's kind of a revelation that I really haven't had any other coaches, if you will, come on and say, it's like, you know, you, that's true. You could take somebody that you see probably a lot in car sales. You know, I mean, I, have did it. I've tried it. My mentor made me do it for a summer. I was really not that great. But you know, you have a, a car salesman that can sell the heck out of a of the lot, you know. But then all of a sudden he does the numbers and they want to promote him and he's kind of like a fish out of water because he was competing against all these other salesmen. Now it's time to build a team. So I see what you're saying with that. That that's fantastic. That, that that's great. So Michael, tell us about a fail. Tell us about something that you learning experience that you kind of failed forward? Oh man, that's a great question. Uh, but unfortunately for me, it's hard to narrow it down. Uh, if you're only going to give me time to, to name one, cause I, you know, I've, I've failed many, many times, but I, I'll go back to one of my earliest failures really quickly, just because we're two military guys. I can tell you a quick military <laughs> story. My first position as a squad leader in the Marine Corps, it was just about six months before I was going to get out and we got a new battalion commander. And every time you get a new battalion commander, one of the first things that he wants to do is come around and, um, and to inspect, you know, all the barracks and all the Marines and their uniforms and all sure. that. And I was a really, really new squad leader. And I had this, uh, uh, this young Lance Corporal that, uh, really just, uh, you know, we called them, you know, problem children, uh, in the, in the Marine Corps, uh, he had lost his uh, military ID. Oh, and during an inspection, you're supposed to have the military ID in your left breast pocket. Yes, sir. Well, he didn't. So I told him to go out at the prey deck and find the largest rock that he could find. Now I thought he was going to find, because he was going out on the prey deck, I thought he'd find a little pebble. Right. And for all he you listeners, back, the prey deck's really just a big old grinder of cement. It, yeah. Right? Just a big asphalt area. Right. Yes. And he came back with a baseball sized rock. I was <laughs> shocked that he found the thing. Well, I couldn't turn back at that point, but right. I told him, I said, you're going to put that rock in your, in your pocket. And when the battalion <laughs> commander comes through and he asks you what that is, you're going to tell him that's your ID card because you're a rock, right? And I was just all over this guy right. and just, I just, you know, and the uh, battalion commander comes in and, and this guy's actually in my squad. He's the last guy to get inspected. And wouldn't you know, I mean, the first thing he sees is this huge rock. Right. He asked, he asked the guy, Hey, what is that? And he tells him, well, that's my ID card. You know, well, it's a rock because I lost my ID card. Well, who, who told you to put, well, you know, Corporal sure. Tanner told me to put it in there. So then the battalion commander comes to, you know, looks at me and just makes a, a, a smart remark about me, turns and leaves the room, never inspected the rest of this Lance Corporal or his room or anything sure. like that. And I realized in that moment, I had screwed up royally right. with this guy. And in fact, what I had done is I had, I had mimicked, I'd, I had continued 
the leadership that this guy had before me. Mm-hmm. I, I really just kind of fell in line with trying to lead this guy the same way the previous squad leader had sure. led him. And I knew it was ineffective right. because I had watched it time and time again. Um, but yet I fell into that same trap. And ultimately, you know, I had to go back to the guy afterwards and say, look, I'm sorry. I, I overreacted. That was silly. I, I mean, what are the chances he would have caught the fact that the guy didn't have his ID card in his left breast pocket? Right. Probably not. Probably not. I'm, Probably yeah, I remember not. those inspections. I don't think I ever got asked that. But let me ask you something. When you're bringing new prospects in, Michael, is there any good question that you wish they would ask you but never do? Oh, man, that's a really, really good question. Um, yeah, you know, I, again, I think it comes down to um, those maybe it's philosophical type questions about leadership and about teamwork. Um, you know, oftentimes people just, they want to know what are the tips and the tricks and the tactics, sure. you know, they want to kind of know, and it almost feels like shortcuts, right? They want to know what the shortcuts are. What are the hacks that, that I can just do to be a good leader? But I really want everybody to just kind of take a step back and think about what's the proper reason to be a leader? What's the proper reason to, to come together as a team love that, uh, and, and just be yeah. more philosophical about it rather than just give me some tips and tricks to shortcut this thing. Yeah, that's awesome. Say, let's hop in our, uh, with Marty McFly here, I always say, and let's get in our DeLorean. Let's go back to the 23, 24 year old, Mr. Michael Tanner. What kind of knowledge nuggets are you dropping on him with the experience that you've gained through the years to help him maybe shorten his learning curve or level up? Man, that's a, that's a really, really good question. You know, I think one of the first things I would tell the 23-year-old me is that you've got you've to invest your, your time and your money and in your, your energy into the relationships that are going to help you as an individual grow. Wow. If someone at my 23 would have said, hey, go find a mentor, I would have laughed at them. If they had said, hey, go find a coach, you know, spend time and spend money on a coach to advance yourself, I would have laughed at him. I was like, yeah, whatever. You know, I get in a sporting sense, I get, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I love basketball. Sure. And, and I get the idea that a basketball team needs a coach. But why do I need a coach to help me advance in my career or level up my leadership? Or I, I, I never would have connected the dots back then and, and really believed in the value of that. I love that. I would just say invest in yourself, find those yes. people that can lead you and guide you. Right. I love that. Yeah. Take, take a percentage of that income and put it towards love. Luckily I was kind of forced to do that at 25, um, but shorten the learning curve. I still fell on my face quite a bit, you know, cause I thought then I knew everything when I was taught by mentors. And, uh, but you know, we all live and we learn, we fail forward and we learn from that, but that's a fantastic yeah. advice to give to the young man or woman for that matter. So we talk about the dash here at uh, time to shine today. And I want to know how you want that dash remembered, you know, that little line in between your life date and death date. How do you want your epitaph to read about Michael Tanner? Man, you know, I think that's a, a really important question for all of us to pause and think about uh, from time to time. And, you know, I think that in two parts, first of all, first and foremost, here on this earth, my family is everything to me. 
Uh, I have a wife of 26 years and three teenagers, uh, teenage children, and it's all about them, right? And so I would certainly want people to, in that dash, see my devotion, my love uh, for my family, my willingness to do anything and everything for my family. But then secondly to that, I would want people to just see that I am a servant. You know, as you think about leadership and the different types of leadership, I call myself a servant coach. That's a cross between servant leadership and coaching. Uh, and I would just want people to see that I was a servant, that, that, that I gave as much as I possibly could to, to bring value and advancement to other people. I'm a big believer, and I think it was Zig Ziglar that said, you know, to get whatever you want, help enough people get what they want. They want. Absolutely. And, and I'm a, I'm a big believer in that. So I just want to be a servant. To, to I, I love that. And everybody. doing that is going to make you immortal. That's the, the side of me is, you know, my mentor always said, you know, the more people that you mentor, the more immortal you'll become, you mm -hmm. know, and again, mm -hmm. not being immortal, like for egotistical, but I mean, we all want to be remembered for something and like right. being a servant coach that's a huge first step in that direction. Thank you for saying that. So what is your definition of a life well-lived? Oh, gosh, great question again. Um, you know, I believe, uh, I was asked um, in, a, in another podcast interview one time, uh, how do you define success? And, and I answered it this way. I said, I believe success is serving other people. And then the operational side of me came out, serving other people in the most efficient way possible or most Love efficient it. manner possible. Right. And so I think a, a life well lived is one that is, is lived for the purpose of serving others with the maximum capacity that you can, whether those others are your family, which is super important, obviously, or it's even strangers uh, that you're going to meet in your business or in your work day or, or just out on Right. To me, life well lived is serving others. Beautiful. beautiful. I, I believe that. I don't know if you read The Go-Giver by Bob Burr. I have. Loved the book. Yeah, he's Love my it. neighbor yes. here. Oh, really? Jupiter. So, yeah. Wow. So, yeah, he's like kind of pushing me through my business parable um, mm -hmm. that, I'm that I'm writing right now. So, like, you have to write a book. If you haven't already, you have to because the stuff that you could spill on the pages is amazing. Um, Excellent. So, we're going to, as we wind things down just a little bit here, we'd like to have our leveling up lightning round. Okay, so you and I could talk 15, 20 minutes on each one of these questions. Do you have five seconds? Five seconds. Top, All right. Top of your head, what comes out, and we'll just rapid fire to the next question. All right, you ready? Let's do it. Let's do All it. All right. What is the best leveling up advice you've ever received? Uh, find a mentor or a coach. Love that. Share one of your personal habits that contributes to your success. Uh, a morning routine, a great morning routine. I follow the the Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. Yeah, great, great read, by the way. Yes. Mm -hmm. So speaking of reading, not not the good book, okay. not the flavor of the week, not one that's out there, something you're reading now, but what's your go-to book? If someone says, mm -hmm. you know what, I'm really looking to level up. I'm kind of in the doldrums. Like mine's Andy Andrews. He's a Christian. Uh, it's yes. called The Traveler's Gift. He's a Christian uh, comedian. And you yep. wrote it, that book really turned a lot of things around for me. But what's your go-to book? Well, for definitely for individuals, my go-to book, go book, I mentioned it earlier, is The Ideal Team Player by Pat Lynch. Yes. yes. Fabulous okay. book. I'm going to put that in the show notes for everybody. If you could be one age for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, my goodness. I loved 29. Isn't that a great age? Yes. What, what emoji do you use the most when you're texting people? 
Oh, I, I think it's the uh, I don't know what the the uh, the official title is it, but it's the shocked one. It's the the one with the round mouth, you know, the, and, and the right. wide eyes, big yeah. wide eyes. Love it. Yes. Favorite charity and or organization you like to give your time in or money to? So I, I'm with you. I love veterans, um, and so I love the Simplify Fund. Beautiful, beautiful. And all right, last question: What's the best decade of music? 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s? Oh, I got to go with the 80s. Uh, Big hair, don't care, right? (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yes. yes. All right. So how can we find you, Michael? So so the best place to find me and everything that I'm doing is at CredibleLeaders.com. You can find links to everything I do. I do podcasts. I do videos, blog articles, and so forth. But as I mentioned earlier, right now, a big focus for us is teamwork in, in building your team into the effective team that you need. Uh, and so you can find that, that quiz that you alluded to earlier. You can find it at fourenemies.com. That's the number four, fourenemies.com. Love that. Love that. Leave us, Michael, please, with one last knowledge nugget that you want us to take with us, internalize, and put into action. So I would give you this, especially from a leadership standpoint, and you will certainly appreciate this. Um, I call it the golden rule of leadership. Uh, And a lot of folks understand and know what the golden rule is. The golden rule states this, treat others the way you would want to be treated. And my encouragement to you would be, yes, my encouragement to you would be this, apply the golden rule to your leadership, lead others the way you would want to be led. Wow. And you hear that squad? I mean, this is a gentleman. I, I mean, I can't believe I'm talking to a Marine that just made me take a whole page full of notes here. You know, Hoorah. talking to this guy, you know, no, my, my leatherneck buddy here. But no, no, seriously, peeps, uh, Michael really brings a ton to the table. You know, he he talked about teamwork. You know, the cliche of teamwork makes a dream work. But being a leader of that team needs to be humble. Drop, drop the ego, lead with humility. And his humility is really rooted deep in his faith, which makes him a servant coach, which why he's successful and why people flock to him. You know, we talked about actions and feelings and how all that is really perceived with thoughts and then actions and feelings really stay present in any situation you're in, which will not let the ego come out when those actions and the way you're going to make people feel is going to help them level up. And make sure that if you are a leader, remember that the team is more important than me. And Michael talked about sitting in his car before he goes in. He reminded himself that on a daily basis. And that's something I'm going to move into my repertoire as I meet with my team. Always be hungry for better. Be hungry, underscore that hungry, humble and smart. Leadership is about relationships. And if you're a young buck, or even if you're not a young buck, and you're getting a late start, invest your time and money and leveling up your life and find a mentor. And best of all, like we just started this little ramble that I just had at the end, just I'm blown away with the knowledge nuggets you dropped. Remember the golden rule, do unto others as you would want to have done to you. And Michael, you're hungry, yet you're humble. You're leveling up your health, you're leveling up your wealth, you know, we always say we don't want anyone to feel like they have no one. And there, there's teams out there that is looking to level up. Michael is your guy. Please look in the show notes and find out how to get in contact or get in contact with me and I'll personally make an introduction. So Michael, thank you for coming on. We're blessed. We're grateful. You're probably the time to shine today, varsity squad. You can't go anywhere, brother. Thank you, Scott. Thanks so much for the opportunity. Absolutely. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Time to Shine Today podcast. 
proudly brought to you by Sutter and Nugent Real Estate, Real Estate Excellence, who can be reached at 561-249-7266 and online at www.sutterandnugent.com. If you are a business owner or professional who would like to be interviewed on Time to Shine Today, please visit timetoshinetoday.com slash guest. If you like this episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a link in the show notes to our website. Also there, you will see our recommended resources. We hope that you will support our show by supporting them. If you like what you've been listening to, it'd be great if you could just give us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe while you're at it. I'm your host, Scott Ferguson, and until next time, let's level up. It's our time to shine.